Hey everyone, welcome to the Intelligent Conversations podcast where we believe everyone has a form of intelligence that resides within them. Our goal is to encourage these types of conversations for our audience to listen to. Without further ado, welcome to the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Intelligent Conversations podcast. Today I have the honor to speak with Charlene Rimshaw. She is a business owner, published author, and psychotherapist. I hope I said that right. (laughs) Specializing in burnout recovery. She spent her 20s as a ski bum in Northern California, but then went on to change her life dramatically. So Charlene, thanks for coming on. I look forward to listening to what you have to say. And I want to start with a question. Just let's get right into this. But how was it that you transitioned from your words here, a ski bum to a business owner, a highly successful individual, the 20s to what you are now. Oh, thank you. Hi, Josh. Thank you. And thank you to all the listeners for having me on here. You know, it's it's interesting because we all have our own process of of life and our own healing trajectory and healing journey. And I don't see being a ski bum as, you know, counterintuitive or contra in, in, in indicative or whatever the word is, I can't think of it at the moment, or I can't get it out of my mouth, that it's, that it's that strange that I shifted from doing something that I love, right, to, to, being a, to being a business owner, which I also very much love. And ironically or otherwise, last year with COVID, and then I'm returning as well this year, is I'm going out west and I'll be remote working and and skiing. So really bringing together all of my loves uh, into life for a really holistic and, and balanced life. So to back up a little bit and sort of answer your question a little more formally is um, when I was skiing, when I chose to go skiing was very much at a time I was just, you know, emerging out of my teen years into adulthood and really would have felt a lot of depression, really sad, really lots of sadness and was like, what does it mean to live like a full life? What does it mean to be human on this planet right now? And so I followed what interested me. The only thing I, at that time that really like filled, like filled me with interest and was was skiing and actually at the time I was snowboarding I've switched back to skiing since then that's that's somewhat that's somewhat irrelevant but basically I was like okay I want to go where there's bigger mountains and more snow and it ended up being such a beautiful healing process for me that as I did heal out of depression with the help of a therapist with the help of the mountains with the help of building a community in my in my ski town etc I got to the point where I was like, okay, now I'm ready for something different. I'm ready to give back, so to speak. And that's when I decided to go to school uh, for get my master's in social work, uh, become a psychotherapist, and then also end up specializing in burnout, building my own business. And now, you know, having published uh, one book plus a journal that just came out. So technically two, two books. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> awesome. Uh, I kind of want to hear a little bit about you were talking about how you like were in this like depression all this then you kind of found skiing and that was your thing and although I'm a little upset you switched from snowboarding I'm a snowboarder so I kind of like that a little more but uh what came to my mind was what how, how do you what would be your advice and I guess this let me take a step back how how did you find skiing to be your love like how did you find that to be like your passion how did you find that 
to be who you wanted to be? And then I'm going to ask a follow-up question to that. What advice would you give to someone that is in that stage right there that is trying to find what they love and their passion? Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Well, the short answer to the second question is to really tune into your body, get re- begin to get really clear on what do I want, right? We have, we, we have, we're so inundated by what I call digital TMI, right? The media, too much information, right? It's basically telling us like, be this, go there. This is success, right? Try this, five steps to dot, dot, dot. And that can, and many of them are, it can be very overwhelming and really it continues to teach us that, oh, the answers are outside of us. What is right for me is somewhere out there, but that's absolutely not true. So we need to continue to, in my opinion, need to, especially for mental health, mental well-being, to show up more fully as who we are in the world is not to keep extending ourselves outward and looking outside for the answers, but really going, okay, what does it feel like to feel grounded in my body? What does it feel? What does it feel like to feel excited about something? Oh, even if it's an opinion, that's not a popular opinion, it feels like my truth. I'm going to live from, from that, from that truth. So that's kind of the simple er answer to the second part of it. The first part, um, interestingly enough, I grew up skiing, uh, started when I was three years old, and I quit skiing when I was 13 because I did not like it at all. I vowed, I stood up, I put my finger in the air, and I vowed, I said, if there was one thing I will never do again is ski. And I meant it. I so meant it. And then a couple of years later, my brother had been an early adopter to snowboarding, like in, um, I don't know, the late eighties or something like yeah. that, even before, like there were edges on the snowboard kind of a thing. And he was like, come on, come out, you know, come snowboarding with me. And so then finally, after a couple of years, I said, okay, I'll join you. And that was very transformational for me. It was sort of like I had found my sport. I had never been a very athletic person or like really that into sports, but there was something about snowboarding that just, it just got me. I was like, I love that. This is amazing, right? Meeting new people, being on the mountain, being out with my brother, just really enjoying it. It felt like, uh, yeah, it was just really, again, grounding. It felt that sense of, ah, this is what I love to do. Really like singing from the inside out type, type of a thing. And then that was like, I was like 16, 17 at that point. And then I went to a couple of years of college, ultimately, uh, dropped out. So I was like, again, the, the piece of like, oh, what's going on? Right? Like, I don't know if I need to be doing doing this school thing right now, because I don't, I don't know what I want to do with my life, so to speak, right. And side note, I'm going to go off on a tangent is there could be so much pressure, right at 18, 19, 20, 21 to say, figure your life out, right? What are you doing with your life? Figure it out. Mm-hmm. And the majority of us are still just beginning to like truly understand a little bit of say who we are and who we're becoming, right? And I felt so much sort of that external pressure to figure it out that I just kind of had to go, okay, I don't know, but I am determined to find it out for myself. And then that's when I went, okay, what do I know that I love to do? And it brought me back to, to snowboard. It wasn't that I was, I was snowboarding on the weekends and like January break of college and stuff like that. But it really was that conscious decision of where am I going to go? What's my next step? 
I, I love the answer you gave there. I think a lot of people actually can benefit from that. I mean, I, I'll, I'll just say I'm 19 and I'm, it's crazy to think that like this past June, I graduated high school. I feel like I've lived like 10 lifetimes. Right. But it's, mm-hmm. it's still like a blur. I'm like, that was nine months ago. Like no freaking way. Like there's no way, but I, I mean, I get exactly what you're saying when people are like, Oh, you need to figure your life out. You need to figure this and this and this out. I'm like, well, I finally start asking them back when they said, Hey, you need to figure this out. I'm like, well, do you have it figured out? And then they kind of get all like stuttered. They're like, wait, what, what? Like, I'm like, the thing is, is no one ever figures it out. It's like no one ever, even the 50, 60, 70, 80 year olds, they, they haven't figured it out. There's so much you can learn in this world. There's so much you can do in this world. Find like, there's just the possibilities are unlimited here. And I think that's just one of the beautiful things about life it's like you can just keep chasing that being a better version of yourself and I think you talked about that as well and I kind of want to get a little bit into the burnout recovery I mm-hmm. I recently had I don't know if you know him but Michael Levitt on and he mm-hmm. he's a burnout coach or something like that and he was great I loved having him on and I kind of want to get what are your what are the biggest problems you see facing you know just corporate America let's yeah let's do that corporate America and like burnout it's the same question I asked him so what what is something that you see commonly happening in corporate America regarding Mm, burnout? yeah yeah well I'd say that the overarching piece is that corporate America completely buys into and promotes and perpetuates our burnout culture, right? The idea that that we need to produce, we need to be continuously producing all the time and that's our value and and that's our worth, right? The idea that resting or taking time for yourself or taking a day off is, is unproductive, right? That it's all about productivity, go, 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 drive, 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 right? And so, right there that's that's a huge piece of it right and including the everything's getting faster and faster more automated right all this stuff is just bombarding bombarding us and so there's more and more pressure to get stuff done get everything you can done and get it done at a faster and faster pace without without taking breaks right and you know related to say like the pandemic and remote working type of stuff There used to be time between meetings where you go and like get some water or you chat with your coworkers or there's, you know, a little bit of downtime. You get up out of your, your, you know, your desk area and, and, you know, go and do something. And even the commute between for some people that's stressful and for some people it allows for, for a break, but now it's just basically meeting after meeting after meeting, you log out of one, you log into another, right? So it's becoming more efficient as we go, right? So the grind is getting even more grinding. Yeah, I I think you're right there is, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, I not by all means, I'm not an expert in this field. But I remember reading something, isn't it actually like, doesn't predict productivity, uh, increase when you actually have a well-rested mind actually get the eight hours of sleep yeah I mean that that's kind of the kicker and that's in a way the fortunate piece of burnout prevention and recovery is that once people can start practicing that 
you know, kind of like initially almost suspending belief of, of like that, no, I need to be, you know, producing, 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 all rest is a waste of time, but suspending that old belief system, right? To start practicing it. And then the buy-in starts to happen when, oh yeah, I, when I am getting more rest, when I'm getting, when I'm getting a better night's sleep, oh, when I'm taking say singing lessons or, oh, when I go for a walk in the park, oh, wow, I'm actually more available to myself and other people, but I'm available to myself. I'm, I'm more creative. I am more productive and more focused during that time that I'm, that I'm working. So again, it fortunately, the science of productivity actually moves towards all of the reasons why, why taking rest is not just helpful for prevention of burnout, right? And recovery from burnout, but ultimately you actually get to be a more effective, you get, you get to live a more effective life. Yeah, I, I totally agree there. I think a lot of people, uh, th this is something I'm working on in my life right now, but I, I'm really good at resting my body. Like I'll, I'll keep it healthy. I'll work out, do things like that. I'm really good with that. But these past couple like months or weeks, I was like, I need to really get good at resting my mind because my mind's always just go, 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 go. Like, like you said, like, oh, let's produce, let's produce, let's produce. And these past couple of weeks, I'm like, all right, let's like, at least try to like, just wind down our mind. Cause I would oftentimes go to mm -hmm. bed and I would, you know, take care of my body. I'd stretch, do something like that and make sure mm -hmm. that I'm well rested in my body, but I'd never rest my mind up here. It'll never be mm -hmm. that. And I'd always go to bed and then I'd wake up just dead tired. I'm like, what is wrong with me? Like I'm waking up with just exhausted. I'm like, I got eight hours. Like, isn't that what's required? Like what, what's wrong here? And then I realized I'm like, I never like took time to wind down my mind. Cause my mind was still, when I was uh, in bed, it would be like, Oh, you need to do this and this and this. And like, just thinking, Oh, you could also do this. And I, I'm like, if I actually take the time to like wind down my mind, I bet these, cause I was constantly like Monday, I'll be productive, Tuesday, productive, Wednesday, productive. And then by the time Thursday rolled around, I was like a little half with it. And then Friday I was like, mm -hmm. I have no clue where I am. And yeah. what happened is I'm like, all right, I need, I need to, you know, be more productive this these days, because again, it's like produce, 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 but I'm like, okay, let's, let's try this out. Let's see what happens. And I was more productive that day because I was able to think clearer. And I, I believe that I actually got mm. the full eight hours because I wasn't waking up in the middle of the night just because, oh yeah, I remember this or something like mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. But that's, that's kind of what I've been working on. So it's, it's funny that you bring that up. And I kind of want to get in a little bit to your process and how you like work with sure. people. But, sure. Can I, can I, can I actually interject and yeah, share my ahead. thoughts? Awesome. Awesome. So I want to really say way to show up for yourself, Josh, and, and create that self-awareness, right? Of like, okay, I'm taking care of my body. I'm doing all the things that I need to do yet. I'm not feeling rested in the morning. What's going on. Right. So you're having that self-reflective piece and going, ah, okay. My mind, my mind is still going. So my question for you is, what were some of the things that you started to do to quiet, to quiet your mind? So it's funny. I actually, uh, I have an Alexa and hopefully it doesn't go off, but <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it goes. Okay. But uh, I have 
that device i'm not gonna keep saying it and Mm -hmm. i looked at some of the apps that were on it and i was like there's this sleep hypnosis thing i was like i'll give it a whirl and it was it actually was pretty effective for me and because i know there's like multiple strategies like approaches you can take Mm -hmm. and i tried the like you know sitting down in a quiet room and meditating that just never worked for me it almost made it worse but like to have someone else like talk to me and like talk me through this it what i did was a it was like a journey. It started in a shopping mall and then ended in like the ocean. And where I just love the ocean, I, I was out cold. Like I woke up the next morning. I was like, I feel great. Like So oh, that, wow. that, that was the approach I took. It was a sleep hypnosis, but I don't know if there's any other strategies you'd suggest or if there's more out there. Cause that's all I know. Sure. Sure. Well, that's beautiful. I, again, I love that. I love that you were like, okay, I want to really quiet my mind what what resources are out there and i appreciate again the piece of you were saying like i noticed for myself that a guided meditation is is really helpful and i've worked with different clients different people and just you know chatting with people where there's almost like a feeling of like oh okay i do guided meditations but kind of almost like a but that's cheating right because i'm not sitting in a quiet room by myself kind of a thing and it's like nope none of it's none of it's cheating you're showing up for yourself and personally i love guided meditations i've been doing mindfulness type practice and and meditations and yoga yada 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 since uh, 1995 so a good amount of time and and sure maybe i could sit in a room and you know be quiet and i will occasionally do different stuff like that but I truly love the guided meditations because yeah, it allows for you to go on an experience in a way, but you're on an experience in the present, in the present moment. It's a way for the brain to kind of like, you're giving your brain a bone, so to speak, like a dog, a bone type of a thing, right? It's like, yeah. ah, here I am. I can focus on this. I can focus on what's happening here in the, in the present, in the present moment. Yeah. I think uh, with you bringing up focus, I, I think that's a skill all business leaders should have is you have to be able to focus right on, Oh, I need to do this and then get it done. Right. But it's interesting that you said that you need to refocus back like into the present moment. And I'm like, that's actually kind of true because a lot of business owners, especially they get too focused on the future, right. Which isn't a bad thing, right. You want to be like prepared. You want to all those things. Right. But at the same time, you have to get things done today. Right. You have to be able to, go and get that version of yourself, right? That you're wanting to achieve, right? And I find that sometimes maybe that's why those guided meditations help is because it almost refocuses you like, hey, we're here and now. Now let's, what, what are we going to do to help you progress to where you want to be? Because that's ultimately what the future is. It's like, oh, I want to be here. And sure, there's things that interject like, oh, this thing's coming in here and this will affect the future in this way, right? But it's, again, just focusing on the present moment. And there's this guy that I listened to, I forgot the name, but he talks about how he says the number one trait that he's, he like trains billionaires and stuff. So like these ultra, ultra, like financially successful people. And he's like, the one common thing I see in them is that they just have this unbelievable focus like they are Mm. able to focus so well that it's just mind-boggling like we can't even comprehend how focused they are and that's why they're financially successful and I kind of 
as we're uh, getting here, I, I want to ask the intelligent question of the day here. So the oh, intelligent okay. question of the day for you is what does success mean to you? Oh, my freaking MG. Yes, this is a wonderful question and such an important one for, for all of us to think about and, and, and consider, right? So to me, success is truly feeling fulfilled, nourished, grounded from the inside out. Wow. There's your intelligent answer of the day right there. That, that's a, I, I love that you bring that up. I, I, I like asking that question occasionally because it really gives you like a perspective of like what different people view success as, right? Like if you were to go ask, mm -hmm. I don't know, an athlete, like a professional athlete, hey, what does success mean to you? It's like, oh, success, it's dropping 50 points in a basketball game, right? Or winning a championship. Mm -hmm. But if you were to go ask like, I don't know, a financially successful guy, it would be like, oh no, it's I have money, right? It's all these, everyone's is different. So I think you had a really, really good answer there. That was, that was good. So that's your intelligent answer of the day, guys, right there, if you're listening to this podcast. But uh, as we're kind of beginning to wrap up here, I kind of want to get your final thoughts and what do you want the audience to kind of take away from you? What do they want to remember about Charlene Rimshaw? <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, Josh. What do I want them to remember about me? Well, that I am, uh, I don't know, that I enjoy showing up uh, as myself and really in a sense modeling that for others, uh, I think is such a valuable piece and it ties back into the ideas around success. So I would love for everyone to actually ask themselves that intelligent question of what does success mean for me? It's an area of absolute importance related to burnout prevention and recovery because we're striving, striving, striving day in and day out, but to what end, right? And exactly. oftentimes success is seen as like the the bottom line the how much money you're making the the type of car that you're driving like your partner all of these different kind of milestones that have been socially constructed and by no means is it it's a bad it's i think i think it's wonderful to have money and <laughs> like a loving partner and whatever it is that you want right but really checking in for yourself of saying what what is what is success for me right and say related, for example, to the, uh, the athlete and scoring 50 points or the financial person, you know, making some big deals, et cetera. Underneath that, what are the feelings that are arising? What is that sensed feeling? Because that's really the success. It's not so much the outer achievements. It's more like, what does it bring up inside of you that allows you to feel so alive and vibrant? Yeah, I thank you for that. I think that this has been a great episode. I think you've been giving great thoughts and especially that last part, I I think that you talked about how it really needs to resonate inside you. I'm like, that's so true. I mean, yes, I, I mean, we see this all the time with celebrities, right? They go off on this like pretty much self-destruction path. And I'm like, I think honestly, they were relying on outside like encouragement. I can't think of the right word, but outside like encouragement and like the minute like all of a sudden that encouragement that engagement starts going away they're like oh wait like this is where my whole like self-worth was built up on and guess what people leave so if you can't build up a value inside yourself then of course you're going to feel pretty worthless at the end of the day and I, I really loved yeah. what you said there so 
if I know you have like a book and you mentioned two books now and <laughs> what is the best way if people want to like download that or if they want to like reach out to you what's the best way they can do that absolutely absolutely well for the folks that are on video I happen to have a visual oh, of both of them here so Burn Bright is uh, the actual book book itself. It's six chapters that runs you through what is burnout, how does it show up for you, and what you can do the steps to, to prevent or overcome it. And then the journal is like a companion one that offers prompts and different stuff like that. It can be a standalone journal or with the book. All of those are available at like Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, all the different places that you buy, you know books. You can also reach out to me on my website, everydaycoherence.com. Happy to send you a signed signed cup. You can find my information, my email uh, there on the website. And also I'm mostly as far as social media, Instagram is the best place to find me. Um, and the handle is at uh, everydaycoherence. Okay, sweet. So everyone that is listening, if you want to reach out to Charlene and you know talk with her about burnout, or if you want to get her books, there's the information there for you guys. Uh, Charlene, thank you for coming on. I really enjoyed what you had to say. And just thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Josh. Such a pleasure talk talking with you as well. I appreciate it. Everyone, as you can tell, that is Charlene Rimshaw. And she has very intelligent things to say. I would take a lot of her things to heart and use it to improve your lives every day. And thank you guys for this episode uh, and listening to it. And stay tuned to next week. We have a great guest lined up. See you guys next week. And let's get after it. Hey, everyone. If you liked this episode and would like to hear more, be sure to hit that subscribe or follow button. We release a new episode every Wednesday for you guys to listen to. Thank you guys so much for the support that you give. We could not have done this without you guys. If you would like to be a potential guest on the show, Check out intelligentconvos.com and there should be a form there for you guys to fill out. Thank you guys again and let's get after it.